0: This morning, I want to speak to you about a question, really, and a topic for us to look at what the Bible talks about. And that's this thought, what's in a word? What's in a word? Uh, We know that there's letters in a word, right? Letters make up a word and it goes forth. But a word is more than that. A word is something that you and I, we use to communicate to one another. And our words to one another are significant. They're important. And the Bible teaches us a lot about our words. And I've made it a habit here. You've probably noticed that every Sunday as I'm preparing to pray, to preach, I always pray these things based upon what Scripture teaches us about the word That as that comes out of Isaiah, that there would be a word to sustain the weary. And the second one comes out of Acts, that there would be a word that would cut us to the heart as Peter did on the day of Pentecost. They were cut to the heart, led them to repentance. And that there's a word, as Paul tells the church in Corinth, that's a demonstration of the Spirit's power and not man's wisdom. And as Peter says, that the words would be as if they are the very words of God. As people who speak from a platform to teach others, uh, the Bible teaches us that it's an important role. And at some point, the Bible even warns that not many should be teachers because of, uh, as they're talking to this church, that not many should become teachers because of how they are using their tongue, how they're using their words. And we know that as we read the Bible, as we read the Word of God, that the Word of God is important. That God spoke in creation and words, that God's Word brought creation to come forth. But equally important are your your words and my words. The Bible teaches us so much about what's in our words. And today we're going to look at that a little bit, what the Bible teaches us about our words. And we're going to look at this scripture here in Matthew chapter 12. And verse 35, And Jesus is teaching about words and where words come from and how we use our words. And he says this in Matthew 12 and 35. Good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone... Everyone. I want you to notice the, the gravity of the way Jesus presents this about these words. I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned. Those are not easy scriptures to read. And if anything, it draws us to the seriousness and to the gravity of what our words mean. And you'll see here that what Jesus is telling his followers about our words is what they may not have realized and what sometimes we may not realize is that even now, our words are being recorded. There's a record of our words there's a record of where our words are, what our words are being said and how they're being said and the heart behind them that one day you and I, the Bible teaches us, that on the day of judgment when you and I are standing before the Lord and we give an account of our lives, we're going to have to give an account for every word that we've spoken. Every empty word they have spoken. And so our words are important. Our words are so important. And the Bible is going to teach us this morning that our words can bring life. Our words can bring death. Our words can encourage. Our words can help. Our words can support. Our words can do so much that maybe we underestimate the power of our words. And so today... I want to show you a few things out of this text here in Matthew 12 and 35 about our words and what's in a word that Jesus says here. The first thing is this, is that every word we speak matters to eternity. Every word we speak matters to eternity. And I have a picture I want you to look at on the screen here. And it's a picture of a drop of water. That has caused a ripple. And you'll note there that when that, that center piece right there, the center of it all, when the water drops, it causes these waves or these ripples to go out from that. And that's the way that your words and my words work. And it can work either good or it can work either bad. The way that we speak to each other can cause a ripple of a good effect. Or it can cause a ripple of a bad effect. And we often don't think about this when we're talking to somebody or taking a moment to meet somebody new or having the moment to encourage somebody. That the way that we speak, starting from the centerpiece, has a way of rippling a good effect into somebody's life. And what I mean, what do you, you might say to me, what do you mean by that, Charlie? Think, for example, of uh, just, uh, just, uh, a casual encounter you might have with somebody. Say you're at the grocery store and you're checking out and that person appears to be having a bad day. And they appear to be having a bad day in such a way that maybe they're a little rude to you. And maybe they just just very not friendly. But instead of responding back in the same manner, you decide to respond back with love and encouragement and you speak life into them. Somehow, some way. And that person who was discouraged and down, maybe you didn't realize it, but later on was discovered that they had just got news about a family member who passed away. And what you said to them gave them the strength to go back home and grieve properly and begin to share encouragement with others. And that's just a small example, but it's the example that happens every day is our words matter to eternity and our words have the power to cause a ripple into our world even now. And that's what Jesus said here, that I tell you, everyone's going to have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, you will be condemned. So our words have the capability to bring acquittal to us, to relieve us of any punishment, or they have a way of bringing about a punishment that we deserve, as Jesus says, in light of eternity. Just like a good word, I want you to remember this today, just like a good word can have a good ripple effect, also remember, a bad word unto someone can have just as much of a ripple effect in a bad way. And the way we speak, starting there, and how it ripples all the way to the fringes, it can ripple in ways that you and I may have never imagined but it causes an effect that we should be aware of in our words. It's the power of our words in eternity. Now listen, this is just a food for thought here today, is that if Jesus took the time to be there with his followers and to teach them about every word, Jesus says, every word, every word, all of it, Every conversation, everything we've ever said, if Jesus took the time to stop and tell his followers that in light of eternity, then our words must be important to the Lord. And how we speak to one another must be important to the Lord. This is why the Bible is very intolerant in the New Testament is very intolerant about division about speaking bad about someone behind their back. Because what it does is it causes a ripple into other lives that it should not cause. It causes a detrimental effect and it takes life away from somebody instead of building them up. And so this is why we have to be careful about how we speak. And this is is not a matter of trying to keep the law. Don't say this and do say this. This is going to be a matter of the heart, which is our next point right here. Jesus says, good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. I like that phrase that Jesus uses there, stored up in. Stored up in. You'll note here that Jesus didn't say the words that are within. He didn't say just the words that just happen to come to your mind. He says the words that are stored up. Now to think about being stored up is the idea of of a barn that's full of supply of food to feed. And this is the thought that Jesus is relaying here. It is, it is already there. It's been building up there for a while. And so here's what I want you to see here is that our words come from what we have stored up in us. Our words come from what we have stored up in us. What do you mean by that, Charlie? It's important to remember today is that the way we speak to one another and the conversations that we have with strangers and people we don't meet it comes from our encounters with the Lord it comes from our relationship with Jesus. It comes from daily abiding in Christ. This is why I say it like a broken record. We have to pray. We have to call upon the Lord because out of those moments flows so much in our spiritual walk in life. And importantly is this factor right here. It is what we store up in us. And so Matthew 6, Jesus once again teaches and he says this, he says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you in darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus shows us here, and maybe it's something that you've thought about before, but haven't fully realized, that what we see with our eyes and what we allow in our ears shines light or darkness into our soul. It is determining, is it going to benefit and feed my soul or is it going to corrupt my soul? And this is why it's so important that we are careful about what we allow in our eyes and our ears and what we ingest through all of the media and things that are happening in our world, that it's the lamp of the body. What we see. What we read. It gets down into our soul. This is why reading the Word of God is so important in taking in the Word of God because it's lighting up our soul. Naturally, apart from the Lord, it's a place of darkness. But as you and I, as we come to know the Lord Jesus, a light illuminates and we continue to see the Word of God. Light comes to our soul and it feeds our soul. It brings light to our soul. And Jesus said there in that verse, if then the light within you is darkness, how? How great is that darkness. Jesus is pointing out that that darkness, oh my goodness, if it's coming in, it's going to be, it's going to overwhelm the soul that is there. So he says, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. And so this is a basic fundamental fact about Christian life, that if you want a healthy soul, you have to start with healthy eyes. If you want a healthy spiritual walk with Jesus, it starts with what are you putting into the entry point of your soul. And then from that place, if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Now it seems like common sense and it would make sense that if light is within us and light is filling up our soul, then what comes out of us is going to be what? Light. If we're putting into our soul light and filling up it with light, as Jesus says, we are storing up good things inside. Then naturally, it's not something you got to worry about. Don't do this and do that. It's just going to come out because you've put light in your soul, then light is going to flow out. Jesus later says in that same chapter there in Matthew 12, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So therefore, what we store up inside, what we fill ourselves with is naturally going to come out. It's just going to happen. It's just going to flow. Listen, the thing about light is you've got to go through great lengths to try to contain that thing from shining brightly. I mean, you, you may not know it, but when Christmas time comes around in this building and we're trying to work on programming the lights, we go through great lengths to make sure there is no light coming through any crack in this building that would cause the, the program to be disturbed in a certain way. And you may tell you, that's kind of a job sometimes. You got to go through every little lamp in this building, every little little tiny light, put a piece of tape on it so that there's not light shining, because light permeates darkness. And so if light is stored up inside of us, then it's just going to be naturally light that flows out of us. What are we filling our soul with? I've learned this in my life and I've learned this from uh, watching Jesus' ministry and reading it through the scriptures here. That it's easy to build up others. It's easy to love others when that same love, life And light is filling my soul. And anything that is taking away from that, I have to say, No, Lord, I don't want that in me. I don't want that in me. It it might seem like a good thing, it might seem like it's going to be beneficial in in that moment. But then we have to think about how is this going to affect how I interact with others? How is it going to ripple? How is what I'm putting in me now going to ripple in a good way? And can you imagine that even that very last ripple all the way out, the farthest we could see with our eyes, it starts with that point of entry. Our eyes goes to our soul, comes out once again. It's a process, but it starts right here with the entryway to our soul. What are we putting in our soul? Our words come from what we have stored up in us. Thirdly, you see this in Jesus' teaching here. Is that he says, good man brings good things out of the stored up in him, out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. Our words have either one of two purposes. Death and evil or life and good. Let me say that again. Our words have either one of two purposes. It's either gonna be death and evil or life and good. Our words, when we speak to one another, it's either going to give them life. Or it's going to bring them corruption. It's going to bring them evil. It's going to bring death upon them. And that's what the Pharisees were good at. They were good and speaking in a way. As Jesus said, you put burdens on people, speaking to the Pharisees, you put burdens on people that you yourself are not willing to bear. You are corrupting them. You are bringing them down. And so we have to be careful. If, if we have the realization that my, my words are going to bring good or they're going to bring evil, then it helps us speak a little more carefully. And Paul, Peter, James, John, uh, probably almost every New Testament letter, if not 95% of them, all warn about the way we talk, the way we speak, not just in general, but to one another. Because how we speak to one another, it's going to build them up or it's going to bring them down. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says it this way. Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus. Do not let any unwholesome talk. Some translations use the word do not let any corruption of talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. That word "corrupting" there, that do not let any corrupting talk comes out of your mouth, it implies the idea of slow decay over time. It's once again, the ripple. It's a slow decay over time. And we may not realize it when we say it, when we cut somebody down with our mouth, when we speak bad to them, call them a name, speak behind their back and talk about them. We may not realize that it's the centerpiece of that ripple, that it has a slow decay. And you and I may not see the wavelengths far out of that ripple, but it is a slow, corrupting decay. And this is why Proverbs teaches Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life, it starts right here with our mouth. You and I, the word of God came to us by hearing. The word of God. By listening to the life of Jesus Christ, the gospel message, if you're a believer, it came through listening through the Word of God, and therefore, it brought about life. And therefore, you and I have been called in such a way to speak life unto others, to build up, to encourage, to pray, to strengthen, to bless, to honor, to stand beside with our words. Listen, There's enough death in our world. There's enough unwholesome talk in our world. You you can turn on the news for 30 seconds and realize that. There's enough of that in the world. What our world needs is a group of people who love the Lord Jesus, who say, I am not going to let any corrupting decay come out of my mouth. You and I were called to be here to proclaim the life that is in Jesus. So let our words do it. Every conversation... Every idle conversation, remember, let it be about life. Don't let there be any conversation in our lives. You and I both. We have to guard this. We have to work hard about it. Because the same thing is is how we uh, let someone talk to us and how we talk to them. Once again, remember, if the eye is healthy, your whole body is healthy. The whole body will be full of life. So we have to be guarding our hearts, as David says. Protecting our hearts because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And listen... What Jesus wants for you and I is life, life. He wants us to be built up. He wants us to be encouraged. This is why Paul, when he's teaching the church in Corinth, and they're having some problems with their spiritual gifts, there's some things that are out of order, and there's some things that are seem to be uh, in chaos, really. And Paul teaches them in 1 Corinthians 14 that everything should be done for the building up of the church. And if it's not being done... For the building of the church. You and I should not permit it. We should not allow it. Because if it's not building up, then what's it doing? It's taking away. It's subtracting from. And all that you and I have called to do, every part of our Christian life, every conversation is called to build others up. And there's a way to build others up in love, even in difficult conversations. There's a way to build up others with wrapping our arms around them, proclaiming the life and light that is in Jesus. Before speaking... Before sending that text message, before making that phone call or posting on social media, you and I have to ask the question, is this going to bring about death or life for this individual or for the people that's going to hear it? Is it going to contribute to the life-giving message of Jesus or is it going to subtract from the life-giving message of Jesus. How are we using our words? Are we careful with our words? Our world needs today not a world that is distasted by Christians who talk badly about the church when they're not there. They don't need that. They need a church that is testifying that even in all the moments when things are difficult, there is still love, light, and life flowing from our lips at all times. James says it this way about the tongue. With it, we bless the Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's blessing. Obviously, there's a, or made in the likeness of God. Obviously, there's a problem here that James is trying to address. He says, from the same mouth comes a blessing and a curse. And my brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine vigs? No more can salt water yield fresh. What James is saying, there's either one or the other. There's not both. You can't have life and death coming out of the same fountain because it talks about the fountain that is present. If it's death that's coming out, then death is in the fountain. If it's life that's coming out, then life is in the fountain. And that once again goes back to show us how are we filling our soul as the musicians come. What are we putting inside of us in, in filling our soul with? John chapter 7, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, Out of you, outside of you. Speaking of the day the Holy Spirit was going to come upon the believers, outside of you are rivers of living water are going to flow. Out of their bellies, some translations say, out of the depths of inside of you, rivers of living water are going to flow. And I want you to think about this for a moment. Next, next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, and it's the day we remember the Holy Spirit coming upon the church. And the first thing that God did to mark the coming of the Holy Spirit was that He grabbed a hold, as what James called, the most unwildly, the wildly member of the body, the tongue. And He redeemed it for godly, earth or human or godly eternal purposes. And when the Holy Spirit filled them, outside of them came blessing to the Lord. The Bible says that they began to declare the wonders of God. In their own languages, they heard them. They begin to hear God speaking to them. And isn't it an amazing thing to show us that when God's Spirit is living inside of us, dwelling inside of us, that outside of that comes the abundance of blessing to God, worship to the Lord, purposes to God that honor Him and bless Him. It doesn't come death. That's not what God intended. God's Spirit's not gonna bring death to anyone. And listen, God's Spirit's also, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation. And the words coming from our mouth are not gonna condemn anyone, they're not gonna put them down. They're just going to build them up in the faith. Love them to Jesus. There's a way to love people to Jesus without bringing them down. Did you know that? There's a way to preach the gospel without bringing them down. Jesus did it for all those disciples who were following him. And you and I have to resist that Christian culture that just wants to tear people down with our words. Look down, judge, speak. No, that's not what God's called us to do. Out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. Listen, I want living water coming out of me. I don't want anything harmful, nothing bad, nothing that's going to bring somebody down. I just want it to build you up. And you should want the same for those around you, to build them up, encourage them, give them strength and life. Listen, when you're in the desert, and, you, and the, the Bible talks about those children of Israel in the desert, and they came across water. Water was wonderful. It was life. It was refreshing to their soul. And that's what our world needs in the desert of the world we're living in. They need the life that comes from Jesus, that flows from inside of us, stored up. Will you stand with me this morning? as the choir comes. Can I just invite you today, this morning with me? And if you wanna come and stand at the front, feel free to, you need prayer, please come this morning. But can I just invite you today with me to just ask the Lord, Lord, I want life to come out of me. I wanna speak life to my neighbor, my family, my brothers and sisters. And so Lord, would you help me change my heart Let the fountain be full of living water, not deadly water, water that's gonna bring life, water that's gonna be refreshing to those around me. Would you just pray that with me this morning in your own way? Lord, I wanna store up words. I want my words to ripple good into the world for the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, this morning, we give ourselves to you, Jesus. We pray, God, fill us today. We pray, Lord, that there would be no slander in our lips, Lord, no gossip, no speaking harm about another, Lord. No talking down to anyone, Lord Jesus. Lord, help all that we say and do be for the building up of the church, Lord. God, help that we, what flows out of us is nothing that would tear down from the kingdom of God, but that would encourage those around us, Lord. We pray today, God, that you would use us, Lord Jesus, as we enter this world that is a world of death, that out of our lips would come rivers of living water, living water from Jesus. So Lord, today, fill us with life, light and life in Jesus today, Lord. Let it flow out of us this morning, Lord. Let it just come and renew us today, Lord. And God, this morning, we pray, forgive us if we've spoken badly about someone. Forgive us, Lord, if our words have subtracted from somebody's life and not built them up. Lord, today, starting today, we want to give a good account of every word, Lord. We want to be acquitted by our words on the day of judgment, Lord, not condemned. So, Lord, today, help us to be mindful and fill our souls with life today. Use us this morning, Jesus. Use us this morning to speak life. Let's all sing this morning. Any prayer, feel free to come this morning.